Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that's greater than all our sin. Isn't that something? I thought so. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm stepping out in faith right now because I have one word, but it's bubbling. He is the hope to the hopeless. Ooh. Hey, uh, as, as worship was going on, and, and he's the hope to the hopeless. You're feeling hopeless out there. And family, family curses, you know, the devil came to, to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants all of it. He doesn't want just a portion of it. He doesn't want your checkbook, and then he's okay, and he's moving on. He wants to kill you. And he'll use any means necessary. Any means necessary. And I'm not, I'm not going to ask for you to, you know, raise your hand or for you to come up here. Um, if, you, if you feel moved, if the Holy Spirit moves upon you and you feel like you should come up here, then you come up here and we'll, and we'll take care of this. But I'm telling you that I know that I know that I know the devil's a liar. And suicide is not the answer to your dead end of hopelessness. Suicide is not the answer to your dead end of hopelessness. It's not. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. God is madly, he is madly in love with you. He is, he is madly in love with you. He's been chasing you, and that's why you're here. So I'm, I'm going to say a prayer over you. And again, if you want to come see me afterwards, come see me afterwards, and we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll lay hands on you, and, and the anointing will break that bondage. Amen. The anointing breaks bondages. Amen? Amen. But I, I'm going to pray that over, over right now. And if that's you, you receive it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Right now, I... Devil, I bind you, that spirit of suicide, I bind you in Jesus' name. You're a liar. You're a liar. You get off of them right now in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is pouring down on that child of God right now. Ha, no more tormenting at night. Dropping the knife right now in my sight. Ha, yeah, drop the knife. Drop that knife right now in Jesus' name. I know you've been holding it before, contemplating about doing it. There's no more a dead end in your life, but there's hope and glory. Break that suicide right now in Jesus' name, and freedom come. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And family curses, I bind you right now. Done with you. Done with you, family curses. You died with the last person right now. And Jesus broke that curse upon the tree. I plead the blood of Jesus over those families right now. No more oppression. No more, ooh. No more oppression. Those wolves get off the property. You can't be there. Get off of the yard. You can't be there. 
They're in the fold of the family. They're in the fold of God. Hmm. Oppression you must leave right now in Jesus' name. Let the glory of the Lord fall upon those people in this house right now that that curse has been trying to follow them around like a backpack. No longer there. Ooh, there it is. It's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. I love his presence. He's here to fix things up, turn things around, and make things right. This is one of the most dangerous places you can be if you like to follow the devil. Because he gets knocked out of people's lives, out of, our, out of their thinking, out of all kinds of things in life when we get in his presence and just give him place. Amen. How many know the Lord was thinking about us before we thought about him? The Lord's thinking about some people all over our city right now. And they're not thinking about him yet, but they're going to. Because he's got their name, he's got their number. Amen. And uh, praise God, he's just looking for an opportunity to get in. And he's doing it, going to save them from all kinds of garbage that the, the enemy had planned. Amen. Just, you know, like sometimes we talk about how God has a plan for our lives. Well, you know, the devil has a plan for some people's lives too. Yeah? Got it all mapped out. It's miserable. It's pathetic. It's regrettable. Ends in destruction. But we're here to interrupt the, the enemy's plans and say, no, absolutely not. We'll break the lies, break the bondage, break the deception, and the truth makes free. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. If you're new with us to Wednesday night, Believers Meetings, I know it's spring break for all the schools right now, and uh, good for them, but we're, we're just, we have a good time no matter what's going on. And uh, Wednesday night for us is Believers Service, where we just, we just come and our focus is let's just worship God, and as soon as He tells us to do something, we do it. You know, like that word Pastor Bill had, I, you know, that wasn't planned. It's just, I just kept being, feeling a tug right over there. So I asked him if he had something. Yeah, yeah, he did. And, uh, and so we just do that the whole service. Sometimes we spend the whole night in worship and praise and seeking God or laying hands on people or making like a, what did you, you do that last week? That little gauntlet thing we did with laying hands on people. The Holy Ghost gauntlet. Holy Ghost gauntlet. Uh, Whatever, but people get touched, set free, and uh, filled with joy. No one's allowed to leave here sad. If you're still sad, stop it. Knock it off. Smile by faith. Because the Lord is trying to be good to you. Trying to be good in your life. Amen. (laughs) And he's extending his hand of love and kindness and rescue. Amen. Towards, <laughs> towards people. Towards people. Praise God. So open up. Open up your heart. Yield. You know, there's that, there's that stiff thing that we get. I'm not talking physically, but, you know, inwardly. Where, and then there's sometimes you get to a place and... You know, I mean, we've all seen this. You've seen this happen with friends and different, different people you meet and you talk to them for a little while and, and uh, you know, they don't, 
it's just, you know, surfacey stuff, and it's the weather, and it's, it's nothing bad. It's just there's no openness there. And you talk to him for a while, you talk to him for a while, you talk to him for a while. Then after a little while, all of a sudden, some kind of barrier comes down. All of a sudden, some kind of softness comes up. And there's a different kind of conversation at that point. And that's when a real relationship happens. And that's when healing happens. In, in a service like this, it's obviously not a dialogue, you know, from up here to, to there, but with the Lord it is. And, uh, but sometimes uh, it, it's still that works the same way. We get to a place where we say, it's almost like we relax. <sighs> and we give place to him. We relax, and all of a sudden, he can move. I don't know if that makes sense. I think that makes sense to a lot of people. I know one of the things in, in, in ministering to people through the laying on of hands, and like we do in healing, healing in different areas, uh, the most difficult people are the stiff ones. You know? It's like, you know, they're tr- sometimes they're, they're trying real hard. They're praying in tongues a thousand miles an hour. You know, or it's, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. It's like, no, seriously, that's not helping. (laughs) Now, I don't mean their intent is wrong, but it's like you're too stressed. This is, we're talking the creator of the universe here, ministering to you. Relax and yield. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes it's like, I'm not falling like those people, so people, they'll brace. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'm not going down. Well, I don't care. I don't care if people go down or not, but that, that approach to God is, is resistant. It's like, just rest and relax. Let God move. Sometimes, sometimes that's the reason it's good for us to spend a while in worship because that sometimes does the trick. You know what I mean by that? Where we get to a place, we stop analyzing, stop thinking, uh, stop, you know, all the human effort. We're just get in that place we become aware of him. There you are, Lord. Wow, you're good. You love me. And you're, like not, you're not like freaked out and stressed out over the situation that I am. And thank you, Lord. And there you are. That's when it's good. That's when it's good. That's when you, you smile and laugh and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Father, thank you for working in this, in this house tonight, for working in lives. Thank you for your holy presence. We acknowledge you in all that we do. You're working in us. You are working in us. And we give place to your Holy Spirit in strength, in comfort, and in victory. Thank you. You give us life where there's been death. You resurrect where there has been death and destruction. Thank you, Lord. You bring new life once again. You make all things new. Praise God. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me, uh, let me share a couple things with you, and then we'll see what, what, what else happens. And uh, If you have a Bible, good for you. <laughs> good to be spiritual. <laughs> Uh, look at look with me at uh, the book of John, chapter fourteen.
John, the 14th chapter. And uh, let's, let's read a couple things here in, in verse, verse 1. John 14 and verse 1. Jesus speaking here, I know because my letters are red. You got one of those Bibles where it's red? All right. Let not your heart be troubled. Now stop there for a moment. Who, who's, who, who is the onus upon to have their heart be troubled or not? Us. That means we can control our own emotions, can't we? So I've been really troubled lately. Okay, understood. We've probably all been there, but quit it. In other words, let not. Don't be saying, Lord, don't let my heart be troubled. No, he said to you. We pray, Lord, don't let my heart be troubled. He's praying <laughs> to you. <laughs> Prayer's communication, you know. He's praying to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. All right. so, so, so we have a choice in the matter. That's pretty revealing, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I, sometimes we're quick to want to blame a situ, situation, a circumstance, a person, find all these reasons for feeling the way we do. And almost like we're, we, we become defensive. Well, I, this is real. I feel this. There's a reason. It's you. <laughs> you know, we want to blame and all this kind of stuff. So, so why? So we can keep being troubled? It, it almost seems like a, a, a foolish thing to find a cause and put it out there on something. I don't mean that that's never the, the case that it's related, but for me to identify, you're the reason I'm in trouble or I feel troubled. You're the reason I'm upset. You're the reason I'm all freaked out. Or this situation that happened to me, that's the reason. Fine. But the Lord still says, don't let your heart be troubled. So our heart is controlled by us. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Now, now it's, it's interesting um, to me how many ways and how often the Scriptures or the Lord Himself gives us reasons to be up and not down. He gives us several different um, avenues to have a sense of victory and of joy and, and an attitude that's overcoming in life. Here's what I mean. Um, the presence, the abiding presence of God. That does the trick. Uh, these exceeding great and precious promises of God. By them we overcome. We partake of the divine nature is what, Pe what Peter wrote. So he gives us his abiding presence. He gives us his exceeding great and precious promises. And, and, and this, is, this is another one here that is designed to help us make it through with a smile. All right? And, and, and often we give a lot of attention to overcoming, walking by faith, not looking at the problem, looking at the answer. We give attention to overcoming the, the difficulties and trials of life and walking in the victory that Jesus provided us through his death, burial, and resurrection. And, and that's right. That's, that's the way it's supposed to be. 
But how many recognize not everything in this life is rebukable? <laughs> not everything I deal with in life can be overcome with the command of faith. There is a real challenge to being here right now. God knows it. We know it. In other words, we do live in a fallen world. We do live in a sinful world. We live in a place that even though there are parts of our planet there that we marvel at and think this, this is beautiful, this is amazing, I don't think we have a clue what it was supposed to look like without the, 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 the taint of, of sin being in the earth. And, and no matter how close I am to the Lord, no matter how good my walk with God is, there are still going to be some things that I walk through in this life that I can't just bind and cast out. Huh? And so learning how to manage my own heart is vital. I need to learn how to control it in those situations. Am I going to freak out? You know, like, this, this sounds minor, but you know, like when it snows <laughs> in the spring, when you have big outdoor events planned, or when you're doing a service and right as you start, the power goes out for blocks around the church. Okay. But, you know, I mean, in those situations, what do we do? Well, how, how many know, one of the things we do is we decide how we're going to respond to it. Hmm? And the person who does, hasn't learned that they have a choice in that, in that matter, well, they are roller coaster people and stay away from them on a bad day. Because they will bite your head off and everything else. That's why Jesus said, no, 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 don't you do it. Don't you let your heart be troubled. Don't you act up and drama your way through this like you've been trained all your life? Huh? You grab yourself and say, no, we're going to trust the Lord. We're going to keep smiling. We're going we're to smile and laugh and say God is good. Huh? But the Lord has given us many different methods to deal with circumstances that aren't ideal and sometimes outright in your face ugly. Yeah? And this is one of them. I don't know if you know where I'm going yet. You probably have seen. Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. And then he went to heaven. Subject matter. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Or some translations say abodes. That word means abodes or dwelling places. Uh, in other words, in the Father's house, we would just, could just say in heaven, there's a bunch of different places to stay. There are. There's not just a few. We're not all going to crowd in a room. <laughs> Man, I didn't know there'd be this many people here. Junk. <laughs> I didn't even like church on days when it was packed. <laughs> no. In my father's house are many mansions, many places to live, many abiding places. Yeah, many rooms, many. It's just, it's massive and it's huge. There's a ton of places to be. He's given us a picture. If we're not so, I would have told you, I, I go to prepare a place for you. So the Lord went back, 
to get things ready. I don't know what that all looks like, but he's preparing a place. So if you're a child of God, when you leave here, you're good. There's a place designed that is prepared, was architected, (laughs) built by God for you. I can't wait to see it. So should we be thinking that way? Yes, that's why he's telling us. That's why he gives us this language so we can start going, oh, yeah. Mansions, abiding places, uh, houses, countryside, estates. Are we supposed to be imagining these things? Yes. He wants us to. Why? It helps us deal with our heart. It helps us deal with trouble. One of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways we deal with some of the junk of being in this life is we start thinking about glory, glory world, glory land, our abiding place, our our eternal home. Amen. And we start thinking about it. And I don't think we're even going to get close to how good it is. But imagine big and imagine amazing. Because, you know, Jesus is teaching here, and if you know the time, the next few chapters, it's all really kind of one teaching. This is right before he goes to the cross. So he's talking to his disciples, basically about a tough time they're about to go through. And how many know they weren't going to get out of that one? Well, just pray this one away. No, you don't want to pray that one away, actually. This is kind of big. Jesus is going to the cross and you're not going to figure this thing out for a while and you're going to be freaked out and you're going to be persecuted and you're going to be uh, all kinds of a, of a goofed up mess in your head. And, and he said, don't let it get you. Don't let your heart be troubled. I want you to know what's in store. I want you to know why I'm doing all this and why all this trouble is happening because your life here is temporary. Your, your time roaming through this land is not permanent. You're about to go up higher and that's the place where you're designed to be. Amen. The world in its current condition is not the will of God. It wasn't his plan. It wasn't his design. It's in a fallen state, but there is something we're heading to. Amen. Praise God. So think about it for a moment. I mean, the very worst it can get. We have that to look forward to. I mean, even if we didn't get victory. I'm not trying to hurt your faith, but even if you did, I mean, even if. Even if the world ran over us <laughs> and it was, a, it was bad, Still, for you, for every single one of us, we're going up into a place that he has created for us. It always ends in victory. It always ends better. Are we supposed to be mindful of that? Continually. Live with a consciousness of heaven. Live with with an awareness, there is a place being prepared for me in the Father's house. It is a land of glory. He said, and if, I, and, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where, you, and where I go, you know the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. 
How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Praise God. Look over at, at Revelation, uh, book of Revelation uh, 21. Revelation 21. Should we be conscious of heaven? Oh, yes, we should. Oh, yes, we should. Never let a day go by where you're not aware that this is just a temporary passing through. We take it serious because our time here is short. It's brief. We got the earth suit to keep us grounded for the time being. But one of these days, we're out of here. We're out of here. Don't go early because your place isn't ready yet. <laughs> Revelation 21. Now, I saw, this is John, he had this amazing vision, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I, I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Why do we get this written for us? So we can imagine it. And if you have a tear... There's coming a day and that'll never happen again. That'll never be the case. Well, someone said, I can't even imagine that. Try. Because <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. What does it help me do? To let not my heart be troubled. Keep your eye on the goal. Keep your eye on the prize. If it hurts for a little while. See, uh, one of the things that Paul said, Paul who wrote lots of the New Testament, he said, um, I think it's 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, he, he, he used this language. He said, for our light affliction is but for a moment, but it works for us a far more eternal weight of in glory. He said, our light affliction is but for a moment. See, and he was still here. And this is the guy who was shipwrecked and was beaten and, you know, he was stoned. He was thrown in prison. He was, I mean, all kinds of junk happened to him. People persecuted him to great measures, and he had a, a perspective. He had a knowledge of heaven to such a, degree, such a degree that he said, this here is light affliction. And I think it can help us anytime we're dealing with something, and we can compare it to what he dealt with and say, okay, I need to get this in perspective. You know, it, it's like for, for people in our country that have lived here their entire life. And I know people live on all kinds of various levels, but for, for many, many people, if they leave the country and go to uh, what is called the third world um, uh, for various reasons and often see the conditions that many, many millions of people live in on a day-to-day -day basis, they often come back with a greater appreciation. Because why? Well, relative to that, huh, See, I didn't think I was doing very good. But relative to that, man, I should appreciate what I have. I should be thankful. 
And if any time we, we feel overwhelmed and that type of thing, we, should, we get a perspective of heaven. Our life is boo, brief, light affliction, and it's just for a moment, and we're out of here and we're in glory forever. And you can't take that away from us. You can't. Amen. I mean, if you die and you have debt, it's gone. <laughs> if, you, if, 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 if before you die, you know, your body was hardly functional, <laughs> well, just like that, that's over. Forever. Never have to deal with it again. Huh? If you, you know, if you've had a lot of abuse and mem- you have memory, you have things that have happened to you and it just kind of, it's a burden to you. You live with different things. I don't mean we can't overcome that stuff in this life. We can. But I mean, just when, it, when you go to be with him, it's all gone. Amen. So keep that in mind. It's all temporary. I, I believe it's valuable for us to live heaven conscious. Not only in the sense we talk about sometimes a couple weeks ago, the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven, but heaven, I'm going there. I'm going to be in the Father's house real soon. I'm going to be done here. For, for, even if, even if, I li- if I live to 100, you know, in eternity, boom, out of here. I'm going to be done here real soon. Almost done. Almost out of here. Day with, day with the Lord, a day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as a, as a day. We're all almost done here. We're almost finished. Things are looking up. You know, it's like if you go on vacation, you, you know, or if you've got a vacation planned, and you've been working hard, and you've been needing a, va- you've been needing a break, you've been needing a vacation, you plan this out, you know, hopefully it's paid for, all that kind of stuff, and, uh, but you're counting down the days, right? Counting down the days. Then you're a few more, few more weeks, a few more days, getting towards that last day. You're getting happier. <laughs> Only got a couple more days. Starting to get excited. Getting that last day. Oh, tomorrow I'm out of here. <laughs> I can't wait to be on the beach or wherever you like to go. And you get, you, you start, the closer you get, the more real it is to you. All right. In God's eternal time clock, we're right there. And when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to be a little bit closer. Whether it's the Lord meeting us in the air and we're raptured out of here, or we live our life out, you know, and die at a, at a very young age of 120. We'll be done and go, man, that was fast. What was I so freaked out about? That was a light affliction. That was but for a moment. And I'm in glory land. No more tears. No more pain. No more, no more of any of that will remain. Keep conscious of it. All right. Praise God. Look over at... Uh, 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 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Can you take a little bit more? Here's one thing that I'm, I find myself often conscious of, but not in a negative way. Uh, while we're here, while we're finishing things up here, you know, 
if you only have like 50 years left or something, you know, while you're just finishing up, cleaning up the desk, you know, closing the blinds. <laughs> uh, verse 9, 2 Corinthians 5, 9, it reads, and, and, and by the way, the context is this very thing. All right, walk by faith, not by sight, and so forth. Verse 9, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, meaning in the body, uh, uh, present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Well, what's our aim? What's our goal? While I'm here, I want to please him. Yeah, I mean, that's not complicated. This isn't heavy duty, like, whoa, I don't know if I understand. No, it's just my goal. While I'm here, it's brief, and I'm out of here. While I'm still here, I want to I please him. I want to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all, this is the reason, for, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, see, we must all. He's talking to Christians here, talking to believers. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. All right, so this is not, this judgment seat of Christ is our appointment um, when we get out of here. All right, now at this judgment seat, this is not a heaven or hell judgment seat. This is a believer judgment seat. So everyone that shows up at this seat is, go, is, is going to heaven, right? This is in heaven. Uh, and, and, but, but we're all going to stand before it. And then what we did here, in other words, were we well-pleasing? Did we do what we should have done with our little brief window here on the earth? Or did we let our heart be troubled the whole time? Or did we say, no, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to keep my smile on. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to do what he leads me to do. Yeah. I'm going to use this little brief time while I'm here on the earth before I go into forever vacation land. <laughs> the best place beyond imagination. I can't even explain it. It's so, uh, it, we read Revelation. Read the rest of it about the, 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 the gold streets and the city of, you know, of gold and all that kind of stuff. And just uh, amazing. But while I'm here, I, I, I seek to please him. Why? Because I'm conscious. As soon as I'm out of here, very next thing, as I'm about to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and he's going to tell me how I did. Right? It's not going to be a place of condemnation, but it is going to be a place of reward. Yeah? And I, I for a long time, and, and still sometimes, I, I think about uh, levels or rewards in heaven, and I try to imagine, what does that look like? I mean, because even the very lowest, even the person who is like, if you can say this, the worst Christian. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? They accepted the Lord, they're saved, they're just as saved as I am. But maybe they never really followed God's plan for their life or something like that. They really kind of did their own thing. And, but they were saved. They're in the same heaven I'm in. There's no devil attacking them. There's no more tears for them either. There's no more pain for them either. There's not a chance for any of us it's going to be bad. Not for a, not for a moment. No one's going to say, man, this really stinks. What's after this? <laughs> not, not, not a chance. No one's going to think that way. But, but I begin to see scriptures like this, and, and, and I can read it. Maybe we'll look at another one. Uh, but there's most certainly reward. And so, just to give you a little 
little, a few thoughts along these lines. The Bible speaks of different types of rewards like crowns. Uh, diff different types of crowns that some people will get. Not everybody gets them. Um, speaks of different types of... Uh, well, if you read over in Isaiah chapter 61, it talks about people who have a, a garment of salvation and, a, and, and people have a robe of righteousness. And it seems that maybe some, uh, the rewards that we have have to do with what we're wearing. And we'll say, well, what would that be? Well, some people's duds will basically honor them in eternity. We'll see people and say, dude, <laughs> nice crown, man. <laughs> Got the, <laughs> wearing the robe well there. <laughs> in other words, it doesn't appear that everyone will have the same clothing because some will wear things that the way I understand, the way I, th I believe it will be a, like a badge of honor. That everyone, and we will all recognize honor in heaven. And we'll say, man, you did the will of God. Way to go. And there'll be a respect there for people who laid their lives down. Be a respect there for people who prayed when no one else was watching. For people who gave, uh, who gave when no one else knew they did. For people who served and, and, and they did the will of God. You know what I'm talking about? The Lord keeps track of all this stuff. And we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You're not going to be saying, no one appreciated me. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, everything's transparent at this point. <laughs> and the Lord's saying, you know, here's what part of your life is basically... You know, you're not going to be punished for it because you're forgiven, but you're not going to be rewarded for it either. And so go on in. Here's your garment, you know, or whatever. And others are going to get other things. I wonder if our, I wonder if our housing is connected to that. I wonder. I'm saying that. Because there's many places. In my father's house are many uh, mansions or abodes or dwelling places. I wonder if they all look the same. Probably not. That would be, you know, like in California. <laughs> you know, Amy knows, like our friend that lives in one of those, you go, the neighborhoods that all the house, I mean, they look exactly the same. I kind of doubt heaven's that way. I think it's a little more creative. A little more tailor-made to, to some things. <laughs> but, you know, uh, how else are we, are we rewarded? Well, we know that we're rewarded with different degrees of authority in heaven, right? I mean, one of the things we, uh, Jesus taught us, Pastor Mac wrote that book on it, you know, about doing right with the, the things given to us. And, and, and at the end, uh, the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. And then you, you've been given, you, were, did, you did right with this, now let me give you this. And so some of our reward is going to be we're in different levels or positions of authority in heaven. Amen. Do I think any of us are going to be envious? No, that's flesh. We're going to be jealous of others? No, no, that's flesh. There won't be any of that. There won't even be any bad attitudes. There won't. But there will be honor where we'll look at each other 
for the things we've done for the Lord. And the Lord himself will look at us and say, good job. Take this. I'm putting you here. I'm going to give you this place. I'm, and he's, he's rewarding us with things. Praise God. And so this is good. Uh, how can I not let my heart be troubled? Uh, I'm mindful of heaven. It's right around the corner. I'm going. It's an amazing place. While I'm here, I want to do everything I can to, to please him. Yeah. Look over at 1 Corinthians. I said I might, I might as well show you that other verse that I'm aware of that's closely tied. At 1 Corinthians chapter 2, or actually chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. But you can see in the scripture there's, Bible talks about us receiving an inheritance and, and all kinds of things. And there, I bet there's a bunch that I don't even know. In fact, I'm sure of it. There's a bunch of this I, I don't know. But I can see the principle behind it. It's going to be good, 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 good for every single one of us. But we can maximize our eternity. I like what Joe Morris says sometimes. Remember Joe? Brother, Brother Morris, he says, uh, he says, we are right now writing our resume for the millennial. The millennium. Not the millennial. That's those kids with safe spaces, right? In the other room. Oh, no, 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 not, not our kids. First <laughs> uh, <laughs> Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each, one, each one's work will become clear. For the day... Notice the word, the day is capitalized there. The day, the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. And if anyone's work, you notice the word work in here, work, 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 over and over and over. That tells us he's not talking about salvation because salvation is very clearly not by works. But in this passage, work, 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 work. Um, each one's, uh, now I lost my spot. 14, if anyone's work which he has built on, on it endures, he will receive a reward. That's what it's talking about. If what you do survives that fire that comes across, you get rewarded. But if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved so as through fire. All right. So again, this is talking about that same uh, event, the judgment seat of Christ, and we're standing there, and apparently some kind of fire comes through, All right? And the fire comes through what we've did, what we've done here on the earth, and what remains. See, the the good news is that if it was worthless, if it was if it was uh, labeled here as wood, hay, and stubble, it's going to burn up. And we're not going into heaven with it. It's not going to be a, a, a yoke around our neck. It's not like we're, it's, it's, we're going in with some kind of baggage. No, it's just gone. To some, of, to some it will be a waste. It's like, yeah, we wasted some time. But he's not going to condemn us for it. But we might just go in and it's just us. With nothing. But if we take, use our time wisely while we're here, the fire comes through. And we're left with a bunch of stuff. Right? 
We're, we're left with these precious stones. We're left with this gold and this silver. And what does that represent? That represents those things we did for him. With the right heart, the right motive. We did it by faith. We were led of his spirit. We did it, you know, motivated by his love. We, 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 it's a part of our relationship with him. We valued our time here. Amen. And that we carry in. And maybe that looks like a crown or a robe or a nice place to stay or honor in some other, you know, authority, responsibility, a place, an assignment. Uh, it looks like a whole bunch of things. But all of us have that opportunity to go in and, and, and let it be heaven, which in its very basis is amazing. It's like ice cream. <laughs> all by itself. So good. But then, now we're talking honor, reward, Oreo crumbles. Some of you looking at me like, like you don't even know. You know what I'm telling you is the truth. <laughs> Belgian hot fudge. <laughs> Those are the things that remain after the fire. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Let me just encourage you tonight. I, uh, uh, I had, had, had a few of those things on my heart to share. Uh, if you forget everything, remember this. Live conscious of heaven. Live con it's just right, totally right. If you're saved, if you've received the Lord as your Savior, it is totally right around the corner. I'm talking if you're 20 years old. It's right around the corner. Not just to those who are advanced in years as we see it. For one, the, I think the Lord's coming back real soon. And if you're 20, you're probably not getting to 100. I don't know for certain, but probably. Yeah? I mean, the signs are there. Things are happening quick in the earth today. But if it's longer than I think, and I live out my full, you know, full life here on the earth, it's, it's boom, it's just like that. And we're out of here. So let's get busy. You know? Uh, again, I, I quoted... Uh, our friend, our, our brother, Joe Morris, earlier, because he does so well in teaching end times and, and stuff, and he uses that illustration. He said, it's like the football game uh, going into uh, the two-minute warning. That's where we are. Two-minute warning, you don't kick back now. Now's the time to bring your A game. Now's the time to get all the extra strength and say, we're going to hit them hard. We're going to go fast. We've got, we've got two minutes to score. We, let's give everything we have right here, right now. I believe that's the point the world is in right now. It's time for the church to rise up and say, hey, this is the time. This is the hour for us to focus on being well-pleasing to him. Just be about our Father's business. Pray like we've never prayed. Be in church and serve like we've never served. Give like we've never given, uh, given before. Because you, you see what I'm saying? We're going to come out of this thing very momentarily and say, wow, why did I hold on to that? Why did I spend so much time doing that when it, it, we were like right at the end? 
Amen. Uh, you know, I was, I was ta sh talking with him when he was here recently, and uh, he, uh, he, shared, he shared with me something that I hadn't really thought of before, and we were talking about our building project and, and our expansion, how we expand, and as soon as we're done with the next one, we'll do something else, and then they keep coming and, and so forth. Uh, but he was mentioned, you, you remember in the book of Acts where um, it says that they had all things common, in Acts chapter 4 and 5, right in there. Uh, they had all things common. In other words, people had lands, and there was someone without, and they'd go sell their land just to help someone else. And, uh, and so people were extremely generous. The power of God was on display, and people would do extreme things like that. Um, and uh, the point he brought out to me was, uh, whether they knew it or not, but Israel was overtaken in 70 AD by Rome. And so, in other words, they were moved to be super generous with stuff. That isn't, you know, that's not a long-term retirement plan when you're selling your properties and stuff. <laughs> but they'd have lost it anyway. And, that, and to be able to trust the Lord that way. Because it would have been taken away from them. And so they were able to use it for the kingdom of God while they had it. And I wonder if, if we might come upon times like that when, because I don't have all the timeline mapped out, but one of these days, we're going to be like weeks away, months away, weeks away, right? One, if we're not already, one, you know, that's going to happen. And the only way we'll know, well, I don't know, maybe the Lord starts dealing with, say, hey, you don't need that. Because you're about to be in heaven, and for you to hold on to that now is not going to make any sense. And so that principle is true for all of us in some way, meaning our lives are almost done. And we're out of here. And so having a heavenly perspective changes our priorities. Where Jesus said, don't store up on earth, where moth and rust, rust doth corrupt. King James, doth. <laughs> corrupt. But lay up your treasures in heaven. Amen. Praise God. Let's be about our Father's business, mindful of heaven. Father, thank you for working in us tonight. Praise God. Thank you for heaven. Thank you for your house and many mansions. Thank you. You are, Jesus, you are preparing a place for us right now. We give you the thanks. Help us, I pray. May every person be conscious of eternity, be mindful of of that place that we're going to. And while, we he while we're here, we purpose to be about your business. We purpose to do everything well-pleasing in your sight. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We give you all the thanks. Thank you for working in us, working out your will, working out your plan. Working out your will, working out your plan. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, God is good. Thank you, Lord. I trust you. Anybody get anything out of that? Is that helpful? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What a valuable time to be with Him.